podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Everyone needs more vacation, right? The new United Gateway card knows how to take you away with great travel rewards and no annual fee, ever. The wait for vacation is over. Tap now or visit unitedgatewaycard.com to apply. We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. Ah. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary. Break here, Chelsea. This could be the moment. Frank Lampard for Chelsea. It's Carvalho to his right. Lampard for the title. Lampard, it's 2-0. It's Chelsea's championship. And 50 years of waiting have come to an end. Lampard comes out to Essien. I'm your host Daniel Soft. We're back again. We missed a week. We didn't even miss it, like the recording messed up, but we're here again to provide some content for you during this downtime. And I'm joined by some some people that actually some people that I'm not gonna lie, they remind me of rappers. I'm joined by Me Meads. What's going on, Meads? Cool, bro. Um, and I'm joined by Jermaine as well. Another rapper, what's going on, Jermaine? J. Cole. What's going on, brother? Cool. And this this person I've got time for because he's not a rapper. He's a good youth from a good home. Alexis, what are you what are you saying? Are you on mute? Much, not too much. Sorry, man. Didn't remove the mute. Nah. Much, I, after I gave you that nice little intro, man, you messed up. I trust the rappers more. All right, cool. <laughs> no, do you know what? actually? Yeah, obviously that's that's like a little kind of reference to Klopp and his bullshit. Um, so yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on? I know it's not a Liverpool pod, but obviously. Like we have, 
we're lucky to have Jody Morris, especially. Um, so what, what do you guys think? Do you think it's kind of good that we probably are in a situation where we're not going to have a manager like Klopp that's going to judge Jermaine? I just think it's a, just a dumb thing to say from Klopp, isn't it, really? It's just stupid, bro. Like, I don't even understand how he came to that reference, bro. Oh, you look like a rapper. Yeah. Such, a lazy thing to, such a lazy thing to say, man. But obviously, because it's Klopp, my level going to start coming out and, you know, defending him on that. I've seen all the I've seen all the tweets and all the all the articles about it. He, he's got off lightly, I think. Mm. To be honest with you, I think, I think he's going to get off lightly 100%. because where football's not really like obviously it's not happening right now as well. He's lucky because <laughs> you know press conferences and all of that he would have been yeah. getting hammered, at him, but he got off lightly. So yeah, he yeah. himself lucky. And the reason why I kind of want to bring it up is because obviously a lot of people kind of associate Chelsea fans and Liverpool fans because obviously people say that Liverpool's a racist club, Chelsea's a racist club. And I think the reaction from the fans is one, it's, it's usually one of first, let's defend the situation. Um, and so if you was in that situation, Meads, and something like our manager done something like that, what would be your response? Do you feel like you would have, you think it will bubble up? I saw someone said that I could feel the coon rising up in me and I want to defend Klopp. <laughs> like, what are your thoughts on it, Meads? To be honest, the whole clock thing, it's just, I, I'm surprised. Like, I, I feel like genuinely a lot of people feel like this. I feel like a lot of people have this, um, there's an innate bit of racism in a lot of people, most people. Yeah. I just feel like it just, whether it veers its head or rears its head when you're angry. I feel like, so I'm not surprised at what Klopp said. Um, we've been talking about racial references for years on Touchdown Frankers, so this is nothing new. Really and truly, it's nothing new. Um, in terms of if it happened with one of our managers, I'd cuss him out as, as normal. Of course. It's simple. That doesn't cuss him out. Uh, the fact that people defend what's been said and try to defend what's been said is a bit weird. Yeah. It's a bit weird. And you're, 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 of course, you, I, you, of course, for me, you're trying to put your club before what's right and wrong and race. Exactly. So I, find, I find that strange. You yeah. know what I mean? So, as, as much as you want to defend your club, because there's always an element of tribalism in football, but come on. <laughs> come on. These people aren't paying you to support Liverpool. Mm. These people aren't paying you to support Chelsea. Mm. Look, your skin colour, or you, you as a person comes first. So, I don't know. People people do this, this I guess the, the tribalism is killing people's common sense. It's a, it's a joke. Well, Alexis, what, what are you saying? Can you see Can you see a rapper in money? Does he look like a rapper? <laughs> No, I just think it's, it's <laughs> ignorant. It's a stupid thing to say. Yeah. Like it, when you think about it, I think it just sums up society these days. Everything's a little bit of a joke. Like people's reaction to defend the, their club. Hundred percent. It's just a dumb. I just think it's people being stupid. And in reality, I think Klopp's gonna come out with a statement saying he's sorry and he didn't mean to, to say what he said. But at the the fact of the matter is, he said it. Mm. And the, and he's an adult. He's going to come out with this statement and then Liverpool fans are going to say, oh, fair enough, at least he's apologised. Fuck off. Yeah. Like, it's, it's actually a joke. Oh, yeah. at least he's apologised. No, it's not about the apology. It's not about that. The fact that he judged someone and actually, look, him not signing Mane at that point in time, could have. you don't know where Mane could have been. You don't know if Mane could have ever made it at football again. You know mm. what I'm saying? It's down purely down to Mane's talent that he was able to sign again. If you think about it. Because 
went to, he was looking at him at Dortmund, right? Yeah. And he didn't sign him because he thought he was a rapper, he thought he had a bad attitude, etc., or, or had a questionable attitude, etc., based on that. And he said and he's, he's not going to waste his time on this, but, which is, I find insane. But fair. Um, so he's, he's done that. So if, for example, Mane um, was to have, well, have a, um, a, a potential link or move with Dortmund turned down because of the clock, and then that negatively affects him, and <laughs> he doesn't play football well again, and he's not going to make that move to Southampton, then not going to make that move to Liverpool. Yeah. So you just have to say, it could have altered his career negatively. Mm. Fortunately, because Mane is a supreme talent, he hasn't. It's just crazy. I find it just boggling. And Mane... And Mane, like, Mane for me, it's like, if it was Daniel Sturridge and if it was, like, other ones that were clearly, like, and, like, there's nothing wrong with being a rapper anyway. Like, if if you're a rapper and a footballer and you're good at both, then it's cool. But what I'm saying is, like, for me, I just get more more regal energy from Mane. Do you know what I mean? Like, he seems like more of a prince, like, to me, but... Um, I was gonna say, bruv, like yeah. you, you're gonna see if if there was no self isolation and, and lockdowns and that tomorrow he would have been on his way to Jomaina Kamis, bruv. So I don't know why I was talking about yeah. rapping. It's, yeah, it's, it's the opposite with money. It's it's crazy. You don't see him on TikTok or anything either. Bro. He's not one of those people that attracts that kind of attention. Nah. So it's just it's a stupid thing to say. It's weird. He's just a regular regular you. Like literally, he's literally just a regular. Okay, I wouldn't say a practicing good Muslim youth. Doesn't yeah. really do anything, doesn't drink, nothing. Just yeah. chill. You know I mean, so the rapper, I, the rapper reference is definitely racial. People don't want to admit it, but it's definitely yeah, racial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I've seen the defence of it, but apart from that, obviously Liverpool have been in the mud this week because obviously the furlough stuff. And... Um, yeah. When we compare it to Chelsea, I don't know if you guys have seen what Roman's been doing, but Roman's been doing bits. And Roman's been leading it as well. Because I know that a lot of clubs yeah. have been doing stuff afterwards, but Roman was the first to kind of offer that hotel, the, the Millennium oh. Hotel. So, yeah. like, yeah. I, I, in terms of what I find strange is the fact that Roman gets a lot of stick. And whether you want to agree with it or not, um, he gets a lot of it. But he does a lot for the community. He does 100%. a lot for a lot. I get charitable donations. He does an awful lot. And um, we'd definitely be a worse club without a million percent, not just in the financial backing, but in terms of him as a character, his financialism, yeah. and just thoughts towards society. It's just weird. And it's I, weird. But he gets a lot of stick. Yeah. And yeah. I know a lot of people say that he's got a shaky past, he's got a sticky past, and you don't get that rich without, you know, doing dodgy shit. But. Like even think, like yeah. even from the beginning in like the like his hometown in Russia and shit like that, he's been very charitable. So like I don't know, maybe that's money laundering. I've been watching Ozark. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's Wait. Twitter. Twitter. He's got a great relationship with Putin. He's got so being Eastern European, you you always okay. hear about like not the conspiracy theories, but he's like a huge influence, influential person in Russia. He donates a lot of money to he government and local. Uh hospitals and everything yeah. does a lot of great work and it's unnoticed yeah and do you know why yeah. it's unnoticed because he doesn't he's not again he's not someone with a microphone saying hey i did this i did that and he's also not someone that's going to come out and when people chat shit he's not someone that's going to come out and say no nah, i didn't do that he's not someone that gives press conferences isn't it so basically the rumors fly and it goes unchecked 
Yeah. You know, there's the narrative. He doesn't speak English. He speaks very good English. Like I can tell. I. People said that Roman can't speak English. Well, people think he can't. What the? Bro, he. Bro, I know he's been cussing out managers for years, so I know like he's he's using English for that shit. He's not like texting emojis. <laughs> like he's been cussing out managers for years. Another thing I seen Wayne Bridge, uh, Alexis. You kind of you mentioned um, the TikTok tip thing. I wanted to get you guys thoughts on what's what's going on with Wayne Bridge because that was my legend. But then it's almost like, huh? Yeah. Oh my. Well, like when Wayne I say Bridge. when I say legend, <laughs> when I say legend, like it's like that's just someone that is. It was a member of the team that I grew up. And I like I think he was sick. I think he was sick. And we had two good left back options. Um and I think uh, and I think he was, was a good decent, option. Man. Not even, he was decent. I I, <laughs> I was very just normal. Why yeah. he was sick. When I, I, look, look. I don't know. I liked Wayne Bridge. I'm not saying that he was like the best left back ever, but I think he was really good. And so for me to see that, I don't know. For me, it was almost like, do you know? Do you know what it was like? It was like um, Jada Pinkett when it was like, oh no, not Wayne Bridge, because like the way he was dancing, like it's like you don't have to do that. Like if you were to dance with your girl, cool. But just the way he was moving was mad different. That's that's how I would say. Did that not upset anyone else, or did that not shock anyone else? Yeah. People are bored. People are going to be doing a lot of stuff that they usually wouldn't do. So, but me, I'm too pressed. Pulisic dancing hella. I, I'm hoping that ain't what Pulisic does in his spare time because his dancing is terrible. But you know, then I'm seeing him do hella TikToks. Yeah, and I, I, I it's not stuff. the TikTok. It was the way that Wayne Bridge was moving that was different. Like, uh, oh. it can't be just me, <laughs> Jermaine. Bridge like that. I never. I just. Thought, he was just a next Chelsea player. I don't know. I don't really. He's no. never been. I, <laughs> I've, never, I've never actually considered him like, oh, I'm, I wonder what Wayne Bridges is there. I haven't been him either, but like, I liked him when he was here. Um, I didn't mind when he was starting. To be fair, I didn't even want Ashley Cole. I was like, let's run with Bridge. So maybe I kind of <laughs> held him in high esteem, but. Bro, oh, oh, oh. Like, you know, oh. <laughs> now do you know what it is? Just generally, I don't like Arsenal players, so I don't want Cesc. I don't oh, want okay. Ashley Cole. So it's it's just one of them things. But, bro, so Jermaine, what were you gonna say about it? About Bridge? Or that that TikTok? I think it's just me. He's just moving every like he's just moving a just a, a bit too much, cause like, it's cool. He's it's, to relax. I know we're carefree. I know we're carefree CFC and all that type of stuff. But damn, Alexis, what are you saying about it? It was a bit suspect. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was just weird. Like, but I didn't just, expect it. It's so, just that's what I'm saying. It's probably a little bando, isn't it? So yeah, it's banter. It. Yeah, it's banter, and it's cool. My my thing is the video when he was out on the in the car one, and he looked around to make sure no one saw him. I was like, bro, how can you have embarrassment on the road then pull up on TikTok? I just don't get. <laughs> I don't. I don't get. But. But it's cool. And you're talking about Pulisic's TikTok. I don't mind that. I don't mind Pulisic's one. I Pulisic's TikTok was hard. I yeah, mean, I liked it. Please don't try and get onto that. That, that was hard. Me, did you not see him the left... Which one? Which one? The, the Drake one, when he did the left foot slide. The Drake one or the one where he's dancing alone? No, I don't know. I like the Drake one because he was doing the moves whilst juggling. And that, that for me, is footballing ability. And so I was like, okay, cool. 
God, you are absolutely mad. You're not having it. <laughs> Means you're not having it. Um, I genuinely, Little I genuinely have not been tossed uh, about any of it. Honestly, that's not that big. Like, no, Weybridge, yeah. Cool, cool. <laughs> Alright then, alright then, you give a, I'm sure you give a toss about this, because I see a news report today, and I think it, it's not April Fool's Day anymore, but I see Rudiger has been offered a new contract, allegedly. Yeah. And I just don't know where that's come from. I mean, apparently, that's weird because it's quite conflicting with what people have been saying about Rudiger that um, we're going to look to move him on and stuff, which is, I don't know. It's weird. It is weird, but I don't, I don't rate him. I think we have to sell him. I, I genuinely think he's one of our, or not if one of, I think he's our worst CB, personally speaking. Um, he's very, very rash. He just shouting all the time. And he shouts, you know what it is? He passes off responsibility to other people. Mm. And when he makes a mistake, it's everyone else's it's everyone else's fault. And that's why he's shouting all the time. And he does the fake leadership stuff that I don't really like. Mm. But I, I, just, I don't think he's that good. So I think we definitely need to upgrade on him. Um, it makes sense to just buy a younger centre-back or commanding leader. Rudiger, new contract would just be an absolute mess. And we just have a situation where, remember when we had Cahill until right until the end? Mm. And it's just like, no point. Like, you're just not good enough. Sell it. Yeah, really, it's a, it's, a, it's a mess. Absolute mess. Alexis, speak oh. on it. Oh, man, I'm seeing people say, oh, we're just protecting our asset by giving them a new contract. But I think that's nonsense. Because one of the four needs to go, in my opinion. Because you can't fit all four of them and give them game time. So, he's the worst one, like Mead said. And... I just think we can get good money for him because his image isn't ruined. Like, other clubs still think he's good. Yeah. So I think we could get a good 35, 40 million for him. Like, if Marina does her thing, realistically. But I just, I don't I don't feel comfortable when he's on the ball. I don't feel comfortable when he's defending one-on-one. I don't feel comfortable when he's going for a header. Like, there's just nothing about him that makes me say, yeah, this is the centre-back I want. Jermaine, follow it up and then I'll come. Obviously, the shouting merchant's fucking overrated, isn't it? <laughs> fucking yeah. Guys, forever gassing himself up on the pitch as well. I hate that shit. Like, he's always doing it. Makes bare mistakes. But with Rudiger, I think, you know the, the new contract thing? Like, I'm, I'm not sure whether it's a thing where um, it's more of like, a, like an extension in terms of like, um, I don't think his contract, like in terms of his money, I don't, I, I don't re- think it'll be going up by that much. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, so if it's a thing where they're giving him a new contract and there are people that are interested in him because the club will know if there's people in, interested in him from now. Mm. So if there's people interested in him, it won't make a difference whether he signs a new contract or he doesn't. But but the, the, the main difference that that, that could um, like be important for Chelsea is that they might see that they can get more money. I, hear you, I, I, saw, I, that, I saw that Dortmund are interested in him. Yeah. That might be a major play for Chelsea if that's, the, if that's true. Yeah. So you have to take those things into account. I think... If you're saying that you can get good money for him now, it, it like it might work out in Chelsea's favour if he does sign a contract. Do you see what I'm saying? So I, I mean, it, it all depends. I hear you, but I don't trust I don't trust Chelsea like that. And for me, I'm a skeptic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, like in the best case scenario, we he signs and then we sell him. But that's not necessarily happening. And like Mead said, we might end up with him on a Cahill thing where he just doesn't yeah, die. Hundred, yeah. It's a risk, man. It is a risk. It's, I would personally, I probably wouldn't give him a contract. Like, 
But, you know, it's Chelsea at the end of the day. They probably, I don't know, like the way Lampard was, the pattern that's been going on with Rudiger as well, that's what worries me. The pattern with Rudiger has been like, he's like a mainstay. Yeah. Like, that's what I've got from it anyway. So, boy. <laughs> you can't <laughs> argue with actions. And when it comes down to actions, and I feel like he's in there purely because of age. And it's so weird in this era of youth Chelsea. And I guess going on to transfers, it seems like they're targeting a little bit more experience rather than just young players. But he's literally in there because he's got a beard, because he's tall. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, so I, I don't know. I, I would be. I hope it's, it's rumors because no angry centre backs in it. That's the thing, isn't it? We got no angry centre backs. Look at all our centre backs, like Christensen, Tobori, No, Zuma's aggressive. Like, again, I don't understand why he or how he's been dropped for the last couple of like. That's fair. That's true. I didn't get it because Zuma was arguably our better CB. After a shaky start, Mm. he was our better CB. Um, It's just weird. It's weird. I I, I can't see it happening. I'd I'd like to think that Chelsea have got a bit more sense than giving Rudiger a new deal. It's almost like, but then again, I think it might be one of them things where. Remember where there was talk of William getting a new deal and he was nearly signing it and Pedro are not necessarily leaving? I don't know. It might be that. That's what I'm saying. It might be just like rumours rumors and just like paper talk. Don't forget. Um, I don't understand it. Here's the thing. I know unanimously most of the fan base, they don't rate Rudiger. But when it comes down to it, it happens like this. Like you said with William. When Barcelona make a bid for William, everyone's thinking it's a no-brainer. Sell him. Yeah. We're good. He's good. He's going to a place that he loves. Like everybody's happy. Barcelona for some reason want him. Everybody's good, but then it's like that shit didn't happen. So that's what I'm saying. Like it could be one of them situations. Um, yeah. But talking about Barcelona, and I think it's good that we've got Jermaine here because Jermaine, you've obviously been a Coutinho advocate, and then we've got Meads and Alexis. And I think both of you are on the opposite side of the situation. So obviously Coutinho has been linked with a move to Chelsea. Um, we don't know if it's a transfer. We don't know if it's a loan of an option. Um, but Jermaine, you seem to be one of the only people that are really behind this transfer. And I thought I'll give you the platform to explain why you think it'd be a good signing. Yeah, like, uh, in terms of being behind the transfer, I think I do have my gripes about it, but it's not it's not to do with necessarily him as a player. So I think that's the difference with me and a lot of people. I think... A lot of people have actually actual problems with him as a player. Okay, let me stop you there. What's, what are your gripes? And then we'll get on to... What are your gripes with him as a player? Like, I don't, I don't really have any. That's what I'm saying. Like, my, oh. my gripes with him is, is, is in terms of what it will do to the squad if he comes in. So that's my only negative about okay. it. All right. So my positives about Coutinho is that I, f- I feel like... I feel like he has got the ability to be a big game player for us. I think a lot of people have said that he's a moment, like, well, not a lot of people. Some of us guys in the group have said that obviously he's a moments player. Some people have said that he's not consistent. Like, for me, I feel like the last time I watched Coutinho in a good place, and for me, this is important, isn't it? So I don't feel like at Barcelona he was in a good place. And I, and I don't think, I've seen him, I've seen a lot of good players go to Barcelona and flop the same way he has. So I don't take too. By a good place, what do you mean? Like I just mean, like in terms of the the manager wanting you and backing you mm. in 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 a way where um, Klopp did at Liverpool. I don't think uh, at a club. I don't think he's been at a club since then, and I don't think he's been in. I don't think he's played in the right system to benefit him. So like, 
Yeah. When he went to Barcelona, everybody knows everything runs around Messi, in it. Mm. Everything mm-hmm. runs around Messi, and that's facts. So whatever happens, if if somebody needs to be sacrificed, it is most likely going to be somebody like Coutinho coming into that Barcelona team. It won't be it won't be anybody. It won't be Suarez, or it won't be it won't be Messi. It's happening yeah. to Griezmann now. Do you see what I'm saying? So. So with with Coutinho, that's the first thing. With Barcelona, and that's why I don't take too, all right, all right. I, I don't take too serious. Okay, you, um, yeah. Jermaine. But with, with that though, with that though, when you're saying environments at Barcelona, he was given a lot of time to play. So initially, when he first started playing, they were backing him to the hill. They just kept playing him. They kept playing him, but he wasn't doing enough. And then it became a point where they took him out of the team, and they were becoming a rotationary yeah. player. Um, so. That's why they're desperately to, they're desperate to try and okay, get rid of Okay, but Mays, I'll let I'll let you come in. I'll let you come in. But quickly, Jermaine, you said that his best position he didn't get to play at Barcelona. So, in the ideal world, where does Coutinho shine for you? I, I, I personally, I think if he if he plays if he was to come into our system and he plays in a ten role with like a free role, like to to be that creative player and obviously to chip in with goals and stuff like that, I think. He thrives in that position with no defensive responsibility. He just gets to do what he wants to do, float around the pitch, and be a, a and be a match winner for the for the team or a game changer. I think I personally think he he's got the ability to be that player. I think when when the the thing is, yeah, I think when he was at Liverpool, he was he was starting to to become that player just before he left, mm. and he was getting better. And I think he was on his way. Uh, we'll never know. And obviously, you know. Nobody can see the future, or no, nobody can tell what's going to happen. But like with with Coutinho, it looked like he was on his way to to, to going into his prime years and becoming okay. like that that okay. main player for Liverpool, like that player that was going to change games. Okay. And, and that season, just before he left, he had an amazing season. And then he left. Obviously, he wanted to go to Barcelona. That was his dream. Yeah. And he went there, and things things failed. All right. But I believe him coming back to the Premiership, knowing about it, knowing a lot about the league, I think. With someone like Lampard behind him, who's yeah. not going to just sign him to to come in and be a bit part player. I think he's going to back him proper, and I think he's going to put arm around him and say, "Listen, you're my you're my guy." You've and put, I think he can be that player for Chelsea. You've put all your stocks in there, Meads. All right, floor's yours. You've been chopping at a bit. Um, I just I don't think that that. So there's a couple of things with that. So in terms of him being Lampard's guy, I don't see it. I think Ziyech is his guy. So Ziyech will be his turn. If you're putting when you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital grade clean. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the DC area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. Coutinho in the side, we need to talk about just, just in pure numbers, raw numbers, yeah? I know people think that he does enough. Um, I don't think so. I think that Chelsea are doing what we did in 2013, becoming too top-heavy with regards to um, wide um, tens, or so number tens, so mm-hmm. wide ten. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. ZH is a wide ten. Coutinho is a wide ten. It's not necessary. Pulisic is a wide ten. The only pure winger we have is Hudson. Like we need an attacker, and at this very moment in time, we have got all wide tens, no attackers, 
And I find that quite Mates, worried. Mates, what's you an attacker for you? Define an attacker. What's an attacker? An attacker for me is someone that literally, well, I think is someone that their pure focus is to go towards the goal. And that's not just in terms of build up. That is literally their aim is literally to get in a box and cause damage. And it's Hudson. It's Hudson attacker. And I don't think. I think Hudson. It really depends on where he plays. I think Hudson is a bit different. I wouldn't say he's a wide. I wouldn't say he's a wide um, ten, but he's. I think he's more on the pure winger type of um, okay. wide player. All right, let me. Let me give Alexis at uh, the floor because um, I know you've got strong opinions on this too. And I know that you're more in Meads' camp. So you've just heard what Meads has got to say. you heard what Jermaine's got to say. What have what you got to say about it? I don't like it because if he's playing 10, my question is, is where who plays behind him? It can't be Ruben. All of a sudden, arguably one of our best players is struggling to get into the team because you can't play Ruben in a double pivot. And you can't have a midfield three of Ruben Coutinho plus one because we don't have a defensive midfielder that can do the job there. Why, why can't you side. play? A lot of people are going to say, no, you can play Loftus-Cheek in the pivot. I know Meads, I've seen your 11s. You've got Loftus in the pivot. Are you saying there's yeah, no way? Are you saying like, all right, so cool, let's address that first. Why, Alexis, why can't you play in the pivot? I just don't think he's disciplined enough to play a defensive role and I think you're taking him his best attributes away from him. I think if you shackle him into a position where he consistently has to think, wait, am I cover am I too far away from my partner? Am I gonna be out of position right now? And if we get caught high up the pitch, all of a sudden you've got, for example, Kovacic or Jorginho by themselves or Kante by themselves. It just won't work. It'll be too imbalanced. All right, quickly. I think with the three He's the one we're carrying yeah. in the three, in my opinion. And then, and then Meads, um, what about Loftus in a pivot with Coutinho? Do you see that working as number 10? No, I, I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like it. Okay. Because again, I, I, I truly believe that Ruben would be a far more productive 10 than Coutinho would. Okay, cool. Agreed. Okay. I'm comfortable, so no point. It would just make... If you're going to have... Uh, a, a number 10 then I wouldn't put a Coutinho there because I don't think he puts up enough numbers to be in that that shouldn't be his position if he doesn't put up the numbers all right, if all right, we're playing right. 10 I'd play Ziyech okay me okay so yeah numbers. so me like let's say now Coutinho's here this is to me yeah. and Alexis so like we don't want him here but he's here Jermaine's got his way alright and now Jermaine I know Jermaine's been putting kind of salt pepper on in the timeline about, yeah, everyone's going to be wrong. Everyone's going to see. I'm going to come up trumps. Now your name is tied. Your name is forever tied to this deal if it goes through. So, like, just remember that. So, the deal happens. Okay. Meads, Alexis, how do we best make use of him? If How would you best make use of him? Would it be a starting Bench. player for you? Would it be backup? No. Bench. Bench. He'd only start for me because of his name being Coutinho. So he'd get ample opportunities. So what? Uh, uh, see, Alexis, you rate him. You rate no, him. No, wait, 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 wait. wait. Let, let Alexis play out. Let, his... let me explain myself. Okay. I rate the player as his name. So he's built up so much insurance for himself that Lampard, I know... I'm not I asking... I'm not... Give him wait, Alexis, 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 Alexis. I would, be... I would bench him. Yeah, that's what I'm asking you. I'm not asking what you no, think no, Lampard no, he... would do. Yeah, he starts bench for me. Oh. I don't think he gets to our best eleven. All right. In the I, team I would play. Okay. Uh, and and for you, Jermaine, he's starting at number 10. No, no, not necessarily. Okay. I think I think it's a thing where, I already said in it, like, personally, 
I'm just putting up points as to why Coutinho won't be a flop. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think people are getting it wrong. They're thinking, oh, I want him to come in and disrupt the squad and the, the way we're building it. No, nah, that's not it. The fact is, if he comes, I'm, people are saying if he comes, it's a disaster. I'm saying, nah, if he comes, it's not a disaster in terms of him playing. I think, yeah, yeah obviously, I want RLC to play 10 before anybody. Mm. I'm back RLC all the way, all the way. But my thing is, don't, you can't just say, oh, if he comes in the team, just because the squad's, like, the, the rebuild of the squad's going to get messed up, he's going to flop. It don't make sense. Uh, okay, like, okay. Let me chime in for a sec. I'm going to ask you a series of questions, Jim. Mm. So, in terms of... So, well, first of all, I've not said that Coutinho will be a flop. I've not said that. I just said I don't want him. But let's let's go back. In 2013, when we brought Willian, yeah? Yeah. And he's going to leave... It's 2020. Yeah, seven years. Would you say Willian was a flop? No. So, if I, what, his career at Chelsea? At Chelsea. At Chelsea. Would you say it's a flop? Yeah, he's dead. Would you say it's a flop? I wouldn't say he's a flop. I think for what he's been for what he's meant to have come into the club and done. Like, what was he meant to come to come and do? That's the thing. Willian has been no, Willian was meant to be a decisive player for Chelsea for more often, more often than than not, and he has. But, so, okay, so no, but let's. I'm gonna. We'll be fair, yeah. With Willian, yeah, I think Willian has done what Willian you, you expect Willian to do. Generally speaking, that well, I think Willian has. Being pretty much himself. This is the Shakhtar William. The only difference between the two is in um, at Shakhtar he was playing number ten, whereas here uh, he was playing wide yeah, right. At Shakhtar. But, no, wait, wait, hold on. So there's another thing. I wouldn't ever say. I wouldn't say William's a flop. I wouldn't say William has been. Wait, a flop wait, wait, me, me, me. You got to give Jermaine a chance to respond. You was going to say about Shakhtar William. What were you going to say, Jermaine? I, I think he was a far more potent player when he played for Shakhtar than he, than he has been at Chelsea and he, and, he, and he was more consistent for Shakhtar. He was nowhere near and to be fair actually let me let me retract that statement because I can't say he was more consistent with Shakhtar because I didn't I, didn't, <laughs> I was going to say I, I was going to say let me retract that let me retract that but whenever, whenever I watched him in the Champions League he was roasting man. When I watch when I watch William more often than not he's not roasting man. He's doing all this shimmy shimmy oh uh, let me do this let me do that like he's making up play I'm not hearing. I'm not hearing that Willian was a, like a, um, a like a win for us in terms of like a signing. No way. No way. Was All right. Objectively, a... objectively for Shakhtar, there was a lot of good Brazilians. Let me let me just chime in. For Shakhtar, there was a lot of good Brazilians there, and Willian was seen as the number one. And Willian was uh-huh. Willian at Shakhtar was the playmaker. Everything kind of went through him. At Chelsea, he hasn't been that. However. On Mead's side of the uh, equation, his goals, he never scored goals there. And so he has never... And he, yeah, he barely scored goals there and he's barely scored goals here. So we've kind of... like The same with let Pulisic. Me, let, me, let, me, let me chime in. Yeah. So again, this is what... This is how I know. When it comes to players, I'm not saying that I know every player, but what I'm saying is when it comes to when we're linked to a player, I'll do my due diligence and see what I'm expecting of a player. So when it came... In the league in Ukraine, he didn't ever score more than five goals. Not in the six years that he was there, he never scored more than five goals. So I'm not surprised. I was never ever expecting goals from William. I was never expecting goals. I think he was far more creative. But even with creation and assists, he wasn't really that much of the the end product or end of moves guy. Never was. A lot of in, uh, William's work was the the ingenious, the intricate stuff and the high energy play. That's what he brought. So I was never expecting 
oh, him to be the numbers guy, the one that's putting up numbers. Coutinho, yeah, slightly more productive. Don't get, don't get me wrong, he is slightly more productive. But at the same time, Chelsea's biggest issue, and will be our biggest issue, is the lack of threat up front. If Coutinho takes up a spot up front, then we are not as potent. Again, we're going to have the same issues that we had with William out wide, same issues that we have with Ped, uh, 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 an ageing Pedro out wide. It makes no sense. For the composition of the side, it doesn't actually make sense. If you were to tell me, okay, look, we're going to go after um, Eze, or Eze, yeah? Cool. It makes sense because he scores goals. So I'll be like, okay, that's not to say that I rate him highly as a talent than Coutinho, mm. but he doesn't make sense. That's but it. What, what, what I'll say, though, about the, 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 like comparing, obviously, say, for example, like Willian and, and, and Coutinho. Mm. So like, in terms of Coutinho coming into the, into the team, where Coutinho will get into certain positions that some of these men are getting in, and he will actually produce something. More often than like more, and I think he'll do it more often than not as well. Like I don't think we will have when when William gets the ball nine times out of ten, he I wouldn't say he makes the wrong decision, but he he dilly dallies a lot. Mm. He doesn't do he doesn't do what you're meant to do as an attacker, especially like for someone that with with his ability, he's meant to do way more, way more. And someone like Coutinho, do you know, he will actually do you know, do okay. We'll, we'll say that again. You know, I feel the same for Coutinho. No, no way. I don't. Right. I do not feel okay, no way. Same. Jermaine, I Jermaine. Think, I think he's much more. Jermaine, and we'll bring Alexis in because we ain't heard for you for a bit. But Coutinho went to Coutinho went to both Bayern and Barca, and both clubs. The Ooh, fans don't. Fa- the fans don't really rate him. Like, I'm not one of those people that goes off of other people's opinions. But it's kind of like when you're saying that you expect Coutinho to be a decisive player, with, like whenever he gets in those opportunities. Why is he frustrating all of these fans at Bayern, all of these fans at Barcelona? It's because he disappears a lot. I think he's one of those players, he'll have a great highlights, highlights reel at the end of his career. He's going to get brilliant goals. There's going to be cheeky flicks and assists. The only problem is it's for 90 minutes. I don't think he's going to be as impactful. I think if we didn't sign Zayech and we got him, then it would be like, okay, cool. He brings a little bit of experience. But I think it's counterproductive having both of them in the team. Facts. You're not wrong about that. You're not wrong about yeah, it. So I just think it's just a waste of like, it's waste of time and waste of resources. You're not you're Facts. not wrong about that. But also, don't get it twisted, yeah. Zayat's a baller. Zayat's a baller. Mm. But you, you, we're all banking on him to come from um, from the Dutch league and bang here. Don't forget that because yeah. I know for a fact I've seen Coutinho bang here. So, man, them can't be saying, oh, Zach's going to be our number 10 and he's going to be, like, you know, our, our saviour and all that in the number 10 role. But, and then be like, Jermaine, Jermaine, I'll be honest, really... I've, got my, like, I've got my doubts about his ability. Don't bank on him because banking on something that you, you've I, I never guess seen that. before. But, Jermaine, 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 you said when you were talking about Coutinho earlier that towards the end, Coutinho was getting to that peak. So, yeah. Coutinho, but what, what you're saying exactly. about... Right, but what you're saying about we can't bank on Coutinho either because Coutinho really, at the, towards the end of his Liverpool career, he started to come good. So he's had a small peak, then he's gone to Barca and Bayern and it's not worked out for him again. So are you I not... Think, I think we'll adapt more though. Sorry to cut you down. No, I, think, no, cool. I think he'll adapt quicker than any of the other players. Why? I feel like you bring in Coutinho, he, he, he adapts after two, three games in the Premiership again, he's back. I but, swear to you, I but, then, but then why? Stop. When... He struggled to make the impact he wanted to at Bayern. He struggled to make the impact he wanted to do at... So why are you thinking automatically he's going to pattern it? 
Because because I think I think the way we play and the team that we're going to set up, I think it suits him. That's my main reason right, as well. Like, I think at Barker, I don't think the system did suit him. I don't think the way because the way that you don't forget yeah, even though you play in the in the position that, that you're meant to play. So say for example, all right, cool. Coutinho goes Barcelona, he plays left wing. Yeah, I didn't even really watch him at Barcelona too tough side so like most of the time. Yeah. But I did hear I, that he I was thinking tell. out the joint. I, I could tell, but <laughs> I know I can hear that he's thinking out the joint, yeah. but. I can tell you, man, didn't watch him at Liverpool as well. Don't get too Wait, no, 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 no. He's <laughs> local. He was local. He was local. Don't forget, I've seen, I've seen Coutinho, like, literally, Coutinho and Neymar from when they were teenagers. Like, it's sad, but when they were yeah. 15. So, don't don't even try that. Let me quickly move nah. on to Meads and Alexis. Quickly, Meads, Alexis. What about a loan with an option? So, let's say we can't get our main targets and we might have to defer it because there's no one else. What are you saying about a loan with an option? Again, I've always believed that if you're going to bring in quality, then really and truly, it should be someone that I won't mind taking minutes off of our young stars. Okay. I won't mind. Okay. I would be bothered if Coutinho came in because he'd be taking minutes or literally be stealing minutes away from stealing, Hudson. Bro. Bruh. Stealing. I mean, well, taking that minutes, deep? I don't it's mean, that deep. however you want to describe yeah. it, but you're, no, you're taking minutes away from a young player that yeah. needs minutes to kick on in his career. Yeah, I, I don't but I think that's counterproductive. I think that's super counterproductive. Yeah, and Jermaine, you if said that. You are, if you're levels, if you're like literally levels, mm. you're going to be the answer to our solution, then fuck it. Hudson, sorry, yeah, you are, you're, you're a super talent, cool, but you're going to have to play second fiddle and build yourself up after this guy because that's fine but if you're spending 200 250k a week on this player and you're getting him on loan you're going to feel inclined to play him and, and that's going to cause issues and like, there's going to be a loan like fee it. as well there's going to be a hefty loan fee as well um, Alexis what are you going to say? that makes sense to me but no one can convince me at this moment in time a fit Ruben Loftus-Cheek isn't better than Coutinho like the impact he can have onto this team, I think Ruben's earned the right by his performances in his before he got injured to be given actually a chance and backed by a manager. Like it, it would be a sin, literally, actually would be a sin not to give him that opportunity. It'll be another slap in the face to another youth player if we bring Coutinho in and all of a sudden he be, he's just more competition when. He, out of everyone, he deserves to play. And, and, no, and there's the as well who can play ten. That's what I'm saying. So and, Ruben's already got his hands full. And Jermaine, getting in the side. Jermaine, you said earlier yeah. that he won't disrupt. He don't, you don't think he'll be that much a disruption? Well, I've just heard Alexis no, no. and Meads say that actually he's going to be stealing minutes. Well, not stealing. Well, basically, no, no, what, yeah, go on. Go on. That's what my. That's what I said my my problem would lie. That's what I said it would lie. That's the, that's the only negative I have about the transfer is that I don't want min- I don't want minutes taken from Loftus and I don't want minutes taken from Hudson. Like Jermaine, yeah. I've got one question for you. Um so we're gonna have four cams at this moment, not including Zayek, right? Barkley, Mount, Ruben and Coutinho. Which one of them would you sell? Because you're gonna have to sell one. And right. which one of them is gonna be happy to be sitting in the Barkley position of being third choice and getting minutes here and there? Like, like Mount's not going to want to become a, a backup player. Only playing if there's injuries. The thing is, the thing is, I, for me, yeah, I was going to tweet something actually earlier, but I was going to say, like, a lot of fans think that Chelsea are going to become this. We have seven or eight attacking, like, academy players, bro. 
And if you're living in that world, I'll be honest with you, you're living in some fake, messed up world, because that's not happening. We're not having a, a, a title-winning team with seven academy players. You'll be lucky if two or three or four of them stay in the squad because they're not playing. You see you're breaking well, up. Like Barkley's our academy. Barkley should should go. I think, in, considering the players that we've signed in, like Zayek and, and RLC, like Mount, eventually, I think, if if RLC comes in and he plays the way we all think he, that, he, that he becomes a player that we all think he can be, Mount's got a tough time, bro. Because I'm telling you this from now, Mount's going to start seeing less and less minutes. What about Gallagher? And if Zayn's... What about Gallagher? I know you was on the Gallagher... Yes. You was two in the Gallagher horn. No, nah, I was. And I think I still think Gallagher will come in pre-season and I think he'll show, like, he'll show good ability. But even him as well, like, if you look at the players that are coming in, bro, to, to be... Like, like me said, if, you don't, if you're not exceptional, yeah, you're not... If you're not exceptional and you're not, like, a, like a very, very, very good player... You're not going to be starting, bro. All right, all right, all right. Let me... like, we've only got... There's only a, a bitch. So, so you, you kind of said people might be surprised about Ziyech because he's coming from Holland. So for you, Coutinho or Ziyech, if you had the choice, Jermaine, who do you think is the better player and who would you have chosen... Like, obviously, it's probably going to be the same answer, but who would you have chosen to come to Chelsea if it was a choice between the two of them? That's difficult, man. I like <laughs> <it>. <laughs> oh, my days. Uh, you know what? To be honest with you, in terms of looking at the squad and that, I'll, I'll probably go Ziyech because he's left-footed. I'm okay. not going to lie. I'll probably go Ziyech still. So I think he's a special player, but I'm saying you can't put all your eggs into one basket because he's coming from another league as well. And right. that league, it's not like it's Bundesliga or yeah. it's, or it's um, like a French league or whatever. It is like probably one of the, the easier leagues in okay, terms but of let me ask the you this. at the moment. Let me ask you this because a lot of people are saying Coutinho and Ziyech are similar. So don't you understand? Like they said, everybody like they're sh- they're shooters. Um, they're supposed to be playmakers. I don't really see Coutinho as a playmaker like that. But don't you see that that kind of criticism that oh, actually we should diversify our attackers and that they might be a bit similar? You know what? I do agree with that. Like I'm not saying I don't agree with those points. My point, my sole points were based mainly on him as a player because. So I think a lot of people are getting onto him as a player and confusing like their feelings with how he's going to affect the squad. Like not you guys, because I know you guys are like objective to, to like mm. you know what you talk about that. But a lot of people that I was seeing talk about it were, were getting their their feelings mixed in terms of oh because he's coming in to disrupt the squad and, and take minutes off Lofters and then man there he's crap. Okay. Or he's not he's not got good ability. All right. Like, me- I, I just I just need it that way. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. But, yeah, I'd, I'd probably take that because he's left footed. To be honest. Okay. Meads. We get Coutinho. What does he have to do to have a good season to prove you wrong? Um, from no, there's the only way he can prove me wrong is by scoring bare goals. And what, what is, <laughs> I, I want to know what bare goals is though. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't, you can't just say fair. Okay, I mean, literally get one and two. He needs two and two. Why are you laughing, Jermaine? I'm not bad. He needs to get one and two. Like Jermaine, Jermaine, one and two. Jermaine, he's no, not twenty-two. Jermaine, he's not twenty-two. No. Like and no, but I'm saying is we need a, a player that's going to be in one and two. That's what I'm okay. saying. All right, so, so for him to be a success for me, he needs to be one and two. Okay, yeah, but surely, surely though, if um, Coutinho's coming in as well, what one and two from left wing, or does it matter if he's left wing all season, yeah. or he's cam sub season? Left wing. Left wing. 
No, but that's what I'm saying though. But he's not. But that's not realistic because he's not always going to start left wing. All right, cool. Listen, listen. Forget no. left wing behind the striker is in fact behind the striker for me. That's easier to score. So, so what? Look, Coutinho isn't 22. Like he's coming in as a mature player. So I don't think it's beyond. It's, I don't think it's wild that um, he can get those numbers. I think he, I think he might have got it once at Liverpool. Um, but no, that's what we asked me. The Misa said one too. Um, Alexis, what about for you? What does he? What does Coutinho have to do numbers wise to come in and say uh, you can actually hold your hands up saying actually I'm wrong? Oh, oh, it's it's a hard one. Like in the league, I want 15 goals minimum. Like 15 goals the minimum and. Customers. Yeah, and I need uh, people like Madison and fucking Greenish and them man. They have got like fucking six goals. Yeah, but I think I he's you man, you man are talking like these men are fucking gods, fam. But I wouldn't want us to sign any goals. You man, hey, 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 don't say you man. You know what I want? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, for hey, me, Madison and Greenish I'm, don't walk into our team at all right now. Who did you take, Madison or Coutinho? You say Madison. I take Madison because he's younger. You're a sick man. Sick <laughs> man. Because he's younger. That's right. it. That's it. Yeah. But no, the reality of the situation is, yeah, I can go on history in terms of productivity. Yeah. I'm comfortable. I know it's Holland, that that's part of his game. It's Holland. That's a, part, that's, that's a big part of his game. And thus, I have a bigger expectation that numbers will flow. Which is what I'm trying to say. It may not. It may not translate. But because of what he's done in the past, I have more faith that he can execute certain things that will make me comfortable that, okay, there's goals, there'll be some goals, and there'll be some assists, there'll be creation. All right. You know what I'm trying to say? Okay. The numbers don't fill me with that much confidence that makes me think, yeah, okay, I'll have you, and I'll put, and, and you should be starting to. All right. You know what else is worrying about, Katina? One last thing. Yeah, go on. It's crazy how you go from 120 uh, $120 million down to 80 million obli- like, option to buy at Bayern, and all of a sudden it's 50 million. Not his fault. Not his fault. No, well, nobody told you to buy him for 150 million. That's you. That's no, 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 no. But I, I just, his stock is dropping rapidly. Yeah. And we would be the dumb club that to j- jump on and pay that kind of money. Because oh, it, it's yeah. the Chelsea way to do things. Oh, let's try get it on the cheap, buy a name on the cheap, pray it works. It's just no point. We've done it so many times. All right, Alexis and Meads, let me ask you this. Leicester apparently are interested. Are you not worried? And I know, like, actually, we shouldn't be a team that think, okay, because this team wants him, let's go get him. But do, obviously, Leicester are big competitors. So what about if we let Coutinho slip to Leicester and actually it proves that, rah, we, we lose out on maybe top four or whatever because we didn't make that move. Because, again, like, on Jermaine's side of things, again, a lot of people were really sceptical about the, the Kovacic signing. I know they're not the same signings, but isn't there something to you that's a bit actually this this might be a better deal, like especially if it's a loan one, um, than we're thinking. Is there not is there not a little bit of you that has a little bit of doubt? No, for me, I I I, I think Coutinho is a good player. Yeah. I don't think he's a bad player at all. I'm not I'm not saying he's crap. I'm not saying he's shit. Because he's a good player, there will be a trade off where he could do some good things mm. and he could showcase good talent and good ability. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're a good fit. William showcased plenty of ability at Chelsea. Plenty. Was it consistent? No. But was he a good fit for Chelsea? In my opinion, no. And as a result of William, 
and players of his ilk being signed, a lot of the good, talented players that didn't have um, the backing of the manager was slip slit. And I, I, don't, I don't like the idea of that happening again because you're getting your recruitment wrong. Okay, all right. Let me... I'm a big believer of getting the. I'm a big believer of getting the right player for the right position, and that's it. Okay. If you're just. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the metro. No mask, no metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. Doing our, well, he's kind of it. Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, I, I, agree. I agree. I agree. To wrap this, this segment up, I guess my question to you is, if not Coutinho, then who is the right? Because you've just said, we should be looking for the right player. And that's to Alexis and that's to Mead. If not Coutinho, who do you think is the most realistic? When I say realistic, I'm not saying that someone that's easy to get. I'm not saying be like Yas, who just says, yo, let's go for some shit player because we can't get any player that's good. I'm saying any player we've been linked with, who do you think is the, the right person to go for? Or, or do we just stick with... We need another number 10. Say again? I don't think we need another pen. I but, think we need, we need another striker. Okay. All right, Amid? Because I think... Yeah, I, I'm with Alexis. I, I want another striker. Okay, so let's talk about strikers then. I'm looking at Martinez. Yeah, okay. Let's, let's, talk, let's move on to strikers because obviously, Tammy, we've talked about the Tammy situation and I think yeah. obviously we've been linked with Lautaro, Lautaro Martinez. Um, so, Jermaine, we'll go to you quickly. Still on the Coutinho... Coutinho or Lautaro? Oh, 100% uh, Martinez, bro, all oh, day long. All right, okay, cool. Just checking. Um, I said, is there, no, is there no one here that thinks, actually, we should stay away from that deal? What, the Martinez deal? Yeah. Oh, we, I think we need it, bro, to yeah. be honest with you. So, yeah, I think there's a special player there. Okay, and then, all right, so let's talk about disruption. We just talked about not signing Coutinho, then... If we borrow that logic, what about Tammy? I don't think Tammy's on the level of a Ruben, so I wouldn't mind giving up Tammy's potential. Okay. And I think it would be good for Tammy to compete alongside Martinez. They're both roughly the same age. It would be good, healthy competition for the team. And right. if Tammy's good enough, he can prove himself. Needs? Yeah, I agree. So for me... With the Tammy situation, I've always said it, and I don't want to be right, but unfortunately I'm right. <laughs> He's good enough to be right. Mr. Unfortunately, <laughs> I don't even want to be right. At this, at this current moment in time, I don't think he's good enough to lead the line. And that, that, that's quite clear. Why yeah, is it clear? clear Why see. is it clear? He's Why is very it clear? raw. He's, yeah. he's, done very well. he's, he's talented. He's mm. got... Good qualities, but I think he's still very, very raw. And I genuinely believe that another player like Martinez not only will push him to be a better player, but I don't idea of a player like him that isn't that good being comfortable. I don't like players getting comfortable through stop. So a player that's not that good or not that great or elite being comfortable is worrying for me. 
Because he, he, throughout the season, last season, he was caught, like, well, towards probably around November, Mm. December. He knew I'm playing every game. I'm calm. Mm. He knew because mm. Mitchie wasn't fancy. Giroud definitely wasn't fancy. So worst comes to worst, I'm playing every week. And that, whilst that's a nice feeling that you've got the assurances and the, the, the trust of the manager, it also makes you very com- comfy and complacent. Yeah. Yeah. There's no point to prove because you know that you've already got the backing. Uh, Jermaine, you what are you saying? And also, that's not to say that Tammy's not a super motivated guy, because he is. He is. But when you are running on the trust and backing of a manager, I think you give that extra 10 and 20%. At 10 and 20%, you, you give that extra. But when you settle into your, your rhythm and you're, you're comfortable, you then start to regress. Slowly, you start to regress. And certain things that you're doing earlier in the season, don't start, you're not doing them anymore. You know what I'm trying to say? So if you have a Martinez, there's always got to be that competition. There's no surprise that Didier Drogba, his levels elevated when Nicolas Anelka came into the team. There's no, there's no surprise. When we bought Anelka, Drogba's levels increased because he knew Anelka's serious. Anelka's a serious guy. So the levels increased. And it makes sense. If you, Tammy's not a, a super proficient striker, striker, but he gets goals. Drogba, at that point in time, wasn't a super proficient striker. But he gets goals. If you get someone of the similar ilk that can get goals, you let them scrap it out. And the worst, worst comes to worst, they play in the same team. Fuck it. Meads, Meads, Meads. What season are you talking about that Nelka came in and then Drogba up his levels? Like, who was the manager? So, uh, Nelka came in in 2009. And was it under Scolari? Yeah, Nelka came in 2009. And he batted up. I think he got golden boot. The next season, Drogba, what happened? Drogba hit nearly 40 goals, or 37 goals? Yeah. In all comps? So, 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 from what I remember, I think he came in under Scolari. Scolari got sacked. We went to the Champions League final with Hiddink. I don't think he scored loads of goals in that season. I think it was the, I think it was the next season when Drogba was injured for a lot of it that Anelka came in. Anelka scored loads of goals. And then the next season, I think Drogba and Nel- under Ancelotti, Drogba and Anelka played together, though. So I don't think... Yeah, so, so what happened was, in um, he came in January. He came in the yeah. January window. Yeah, yeah. But he wasn't Absolutely. starting games. He yeah. wasn't really starting games. He was like, getting your sub appearances and that. Yeah. Um, but then the following season, he hit 19 and 37. Yeah. 25 competitions. And that's when Drogba was injured. That 08-09. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that's when he had um, the knee injury. Yeah. The knee injury. And the season after, he was a supplementary attacker. Um. Yeah, yeah but, I'm but, sorry. But, but my thing is, they played together. So I don't think you can kind of use that comp- that competition argument because... Uh, what I'm saying is, I'm not saying that... What I'm saying is, I think that there's a capacity for a Tammy and Martinez to play together. Okay. I'm trying to say. And I do think that, despite the fact if you're playing together or not, Anelka wasn't playing up top. Anelka right. was playing wide. Right. But, so, but then again... The, the mo- and bear, bear in mind, the season beforehand, and then was up top solo dolo and matching work. Yeah, and it was matching work. But he moved out work. Yeah, and, and yeah, I think... trying to say? And I think what, what kind of lends to your argument is that up, up until then, there was no other striker that had that opportunity to show that actually I can... That you don't need Drogba. So that season when Anelka did match work, yeah. Drogba, like, we would have been fine. If Drogba was injured, it was like, it's, it's cool, we've got Anelka. Whereas there's been, never been a situation before that. 
Um, so I think was it Jermaine? Have, yeah. Have, have we spoke to you about this, Tammy? Lautaro? No. So, like, I, I, I think as well, I agree with the boys as well in terms of that competition as well. I think even when you look at with with Drogba, for example, sometimes yeah, like with Anelka, he was playing with him. Um, you look at even some of the signings that came in; they were they were terrible as well. They didn't even live up to what they were meant what stri- to be. What, what but, strikers were terrible? Like Torres, Shevchenko. You look at them kind of signings that come in; they were like they they were they were terrible. For okay, us. But so, like in, so, terms of, so, in terms of the names, though, I think yeah. I think in football as well, you also need to know that there's always a threat, and regardless, you don't know if they're going to come in and bang or not. And Jogba wasn't to know that Shevchenko was going to come in and be, yeah, but, you know, average. So you I, mean, mean, I think, I think yeah. names coming. I think when big names come, and the thing is, yeah, with Tammy, Tammy's not at that level where he can be like, oh, you know, he hasn't shown enough to be like, oh, you know, you don't need to sign a top striker. He hasn't done like we. We're going to talk about it later in terms of the classic match that we watched here. Yeah, but I was yeah. watching a certain man up front with the same frame. Yeah, yeah similar frame. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about. Level, let's talk about yeah the levels was, le- was yeah yeah the levels yeah, yeah. of of that. Of that brother up front, yeah, different class, bro. yeah, yeah, yeah. Class. The way flows, but here's what I'm saying. What about the idea you mentioned earlier? Both of them are the same age, and you mentioned that as a positive. I don't see that as a positive. I think, if anything, that's a negative. When you look at Aguero, if we're looking around at the Premier League and we're looking at a good example of two players managing one position, you got Aguero mm-hmm. and Jesus. One towards the end of his career, one towards the beginning of his career. Give me an example of two players fighting for the same position at the same age that's worked out. I don't I don't think there's many examples out there. Huh? Who? Yeah, but Nelka Drogba played together. Like they've Sturridge and Suarez. They were roughly the same age and they worked for like two years. Sturridge and Suarez played together. So unless you're saying that Lautaro and Tammy should be the like because we just talked about Coutinho number 10 and we just talked about how that would be disruptive because we've got Ziyech. So if we're talking about Lautaro and Tammy as the strike partnership, cool. But if you're talking about Lautaro as sitting Tammy as a second like bench striker, then I don't think that washes. So... And who do you have? Like Giroud and, and Martinez? No, look, I'm not... All I'm saying is, in terms of Lautaro and Tammy, if you're trying to sell it as... Yeah, it'll be good because of competition. I don't, and they're the same age. I, I think in that aspect specifically, that's not that's not the truth. I think that's actually detrimental because they've got both at an age where they want to be the starting striker. They're both. There's no hope. At, at least Gabriel Jesus can sit around and think, okay, cool, Aguero is going to be gone soon. Like when it comes down to, it, if you're being real, you have to say it with your chest. Actually, you want Tammy to be the backup and Lautaro to be the starter. Oh, I say openly. That's comfy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, but I just. Honestly, that's not something anyone's hiding from. Yeah. But yeah. If Martinez comes in, Tammy sits down. Yeah. I'm comfy with that. But then. He scored six goals in 20 games after he scored his seven. I, I think it was your account that tweeted it. Yeah. Like, yeah, but. We can't have a striker that scores six goals in 20 league games. But like, then people are looking at. proper striker. People are looking at Lautaro's record. And it's it's not... It's be, not number-wise, it's not no, that different to Tammy's. It's not, but I think he's played less games than Tammy. So I think when pe- I, I think oh, people aren't realising... Go on, Meads. First, first, first and foremost, first and foremost, Lataro is as a second striker. So he's yeah. playing behind the camera. Yeah. playing as... 
Yeah, yeah, he's, play, he's playing with Lukaku. Yeah. So yeah. it's not him up help by himself. And they were goals this season, but they, they were, were sharing goals. They're sharing the goals. That's what I'm trying to say. Hmm. So they're sharing the load. So he's, he's it's almost like a withdrawn striker, but not at the same time. You know what I'm trying to say? So generally penalties as well. Most of them are going to Lukaku rather than Lautaro. Um, that's not to say that I think Tammy. If, if you take away how many goals did um, Jorginho score pens five. this season? Five. Seven, eight? Five. Five in the oh, league. In the league. Yeah, five, five in the league. Yeah, five in the league. So that could have, that could have um, given a little buffer for, to Tammy. Yeah. But the tower, for me, I, I think that he's got the, just the technical quality as well, as mm. well as the finishing, because he's mm. very emphatic yeah. and very good in the air. I think he'd be a... I think he'd be a bit more of a consistent scorer. I just that belief. You know what I'm trying to say? Um, and he's got more. He's got more of a predatory instinct mm. than um, than Tammy does. I think. So my, I'm trying to. Say. I don't know. My, my I, I think I'd, I'd be more than willing to try it. Yeah. More than willing. Okay, because I know you. You guys don't seem that invested in Tammy. But one thing I think you have to realize is that. I do feel like Lampard and the whole coaching team are very invested in Tammy. And we talk about Drogba, and I think, Jermaine, you said earlier, look at all of the, the players that came in on the Drogba and flop. But I think there's, there's a thing about pre-chosen winners where Drogba, it was his space, and they had to fight for it. And so they didn't really get the opportunities. Yeah. The idea that Crespo, like Crespo did bits, but he just didn't get regular start because Drogba was the pre-chosen winner. And I think that's what happened up until Torres came in and took... Torres, yeah, I think he was. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So give me, give me no, one striker that you think that was brought in to reflect, like to actually properly compete with Drogba. Let's talk about Drogba. Drogba's time at Chelsea yeah, when he first joined. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, 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 because no. Didier came in, I think, a year after Crespo, I believe. No, Crespo came in first. Well, Crespo no. came in under yeah. Ranieri, and yeah, then. Drogba, so let, yeah, yeah. before you go, I'll just quickly paint this because I know that how it happened. Drogba came in, and don't forget, I think I, I saw a quote today. I don't know how true it is, but apparently Roman asked Mourinho, who do you want out of... I can get you Ronaldinho, and he said, no, just get me Drogba. And we know that Mourinho wanted Drogba for Porto too. Now, when Drogba actually... The first season, I, I think people don't realise that Drogba was rotated heavily with Good Johnson. So that season... That was that was fair. That was a competition. That was Drogba and Good Johnson. But I think after that, it, Drogba etched himself in Mourinho's kind of place as the number one striker. And I kind of want you to tell me who came in where Mourinho planned for him or another manager planned for him to take over before Torres. Who came in after? Um, I think Anelka. I think Anelka was a signing was to, to compete. Yeah, I'm trying to say I think so. A million percent. Because it was getting quite well with Drogba. Okay, so, but, okay, but then we know that he was brought in under Scolari and under I know it was January, but he didn't he didn't take over Drogba's spot. So and that was under there. And ever since then, don't forget when both of them was fit, both of them played together. There wasn't a striker that there was brought in apart from Torres that was actually brought for me to oust Drogba. So that's why I say he's a pre-chosen winner. And so, like, at the beginning of this season, when we said, yeah, there's Giroud there, there's Tammy there, there's Michy there, what we said was, we just hope that it's fair and it wasn't a pre-chosen winner. Again, I feel like with Tammy, a lot of people saying, yeah, Tammy's beat Giroud and, and Michy to it. No, actually, the, for me, the coaching staff brought 
played Tammy and gave, they gave him the best chance. So it seems that Tammy's won, but he was the pre-chosen winner. And the reason why I bring this up is you bring Lautaro in. And to be fair, he'll be big money and he'll be big wages. So it'll be a little bit more difficult because obviously Tammy is an academy player. But it's not necessarily a fair, it's not necessarily going to be a fair fight. There, there's there's going to be, like, don't forget, Joe Edwards been coaching him since he was eight. So I don't think it's definitely now that actually Tammy gets dropped and becomes a bench player. All right, but to answer your question, definitely Crespo. Definitely Crespo. Because more often than not, season, in the 05-06 season, Crespo started more than Drogba. Yeah, but Crespo... So Crespo was brought back from loan. He wasn't brought in. And he was... Yeah, so he was rotated with him. I think that was fair. I think, yeah, I think both of them, they were rotated fairly um, in that season from what I remember. Yeah, so I think that's pos- I think that's fair. I think that's possible. You can do that. You yeah, can do that. Yeah, but then Crespo left because this is what I'm saying. So, like, both of them aren't going to be happy. So, that my question was, is there a long-term... Can you see a long-term thing with both of them? No, Crespo left. He wasn't happy. Dan, either way... Well, yeah. It wasn't that he was happy at Chelsea. It's the fact that he wasn't happy. He wanted to go back home to Italy. There, there's, there's, a very that, difference. there's that. But then, give me, but then my question is, give me um, an example of where two players, same age, are long-term in a team sharing the position. I just don't think it works. And like, I know both, like, you're all in the Lautaro camp anyway. What about Zeko and Aguero? They were together for four years. That worked. That worked. Yeah, so... They didn't play- they didn't play together all the time. They shared the load. Uh, Aguero's Aguero's very injury prone. Aguero's Aguero's very injury prone. But they're together for five years. Yeah, so Agu- that's what I'm saying. And I feel like if you kind of factor it in, so if you have a, a, an injury prone player with another player, it's easy to sell to them because you're saying, look, Aguero's injury prone. You're going to get minutes. If you've got an old player with a young player, you can sell that. When I'm saying you've got two 22 year olds, yeah. That are fit. I just, for me, I feel like one of them will leave. And I know that you guys are kind of calm with that being Tammy, but I just don't see Tammy. Look, Tammy's not signing a new contract because he wants to play. He's he's played most of the games at Bristol, then like came back to Swansea, and then he went back on loan to Aston Villa, played most games. He was playing most games to Chelsea. He's not signing a new contract. Tammy's not. I know like people see him as an academy player, and when you come through the academy, people just see you as, yeah, take what you're given. But he's he's not like he wants to start, and that's why I don't see it. I don't see it working long term. I think one of them will go. Wouldn't mind. Yeah, I really don't. Mind. All right, all right, cool. All right. If cool. Tammy, if Tammy becomes fed up with he is, then he'll he'll stay and he'll stand the test of time. If he doesn't, then he can leave. I don't cool. see it as an issue. If you were Tammy, I'm honest, I don't. Meads, if you were Tammy and Lautaro signed, what are you sticking around? He's yeah. got two years left on his deal. Why he can't force a move anyway? Like he's got two years. If he wants to stick it out and play yeah. stay, and try and force his move, then cool. I again, I'm not too pressed on what he says or go. Fair, not pressed. Smooth sailing, though, bruv. Fair. Always. No, it's not always smooth. No, but here's my thing: when people say it's not always smooth sailing, like you, like fans of clubs will think about it from the fans' point of view, which is cool. But at the same time, unless you're putting yourself in their shoes, then you're not thinking about no, no, what's the I'm, best. I'm saying that as a player. Yeah, like, I know you're saying that a, as a player. I'm I know. not a Premier League player, I, but I'm saying, like, I'm saying it as if I was if I was Tammy. So yeah. my my normally my mentality would be in any position you play, if a top left back or a top right back or top centre mid, whatever comes in, 
bro, you're you're back yourself, bro. Yeah, you, you, you say back, back yourself. yourself. Tammy will back himself. Okay, back all right, yourself. cool, cool. You but you back yourself back doesn't always work. One thing that is definitely a problem is that we're putting in the mentality mentality that these players aren't competitive. Yeah. Like, oh, mm. oh, there's another player coming in. Oh, oh yeah, fuck like, it, I might leave. Nah. Why? Well, but, but why does it Dan, have to he's be... He's been a winner his whole life as well. Oh, he's been a winner from like a young age mm. where in his head, I'm going to be a top Premier League striker. I've been winning since I've been eight. I've been at the best youth academy in Europe for the last 10 years. I'm going to be a top player in his head. So if Martinez comes, it's like me said. It was, if I'm good enough, I'll stay. Like, nah, 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 nah. Here's why I disagree with you. Here's why I disagree with you. I think there's two types of player. There's players that... Like they, they get sold that story, back yourself, compete and all that type of stuff. And there's players that, I, you know what, I back myself and that's why I'm going to go because I, sh- I, I don't want to fight. So people. When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before. We're hospital grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask. No Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. We'll look at that as pathetic and it's not fighting, but actually, Sancho could have stayed and backed himself and said, yeah, I'm sick. I'm one of the best talents in the world. I can get in. But he said, nah, I'm going to go to where I can play already. I'm going to ask you this. Where does Tammy go? I was just about to say that. Fam. Here's the thing. Where does he go? Where does Tammy go? Any, I, I don't know who's interested in him, but what I'm saying is, for me, if <laughs> I was Tammy, <laughs> let me finish. No. Let me finish. <laughs> when I huh? interest, say again. Where, where would you, yeah. if you're Tammy and your club, or your club, what kind of club would you, do you think would be interested in Tammy? Not, not probably Real not person. the level of Chelsea. Probably not the level of Chelsea. But here's the thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, which is cool. Which is cool. Here's the thing. Look, the brainer was happy to go to Wolfsburg. Salah was happy to go to Fiorentina. If I'm a player, if I'm in Tammy's position, I don't care about staying at the Chelsea level. If I back myself to get back there, I'm if I'm going to yeah, back well, myself I, to go because I, I, for me, the most important thing is that I have the des- my destiny in my own hands, and the only way I can do that is if I'm at a club where I'm playing week in week out. If I'm at a big club, right. potentially they can put me in a bench, and no one can know how good I am because I'm at a yeah. club where they've got. So like, I'd rather go to a club that is going to play me, and I can show people how good I am. But Dan, Dan, right. sorry, quickly, yeah, just that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But with with Tammy, the only thing I, the only reason I say that, yeah, and I and I hear your point loud and clear. But with Tammy, the difference is with KDB and um, who do, who else? Sancho, Salah. With, yeah, all right. The difference with them is they didn't have a full season. They didn't have a full season where they started every game, yeah, well, almost every game, and bang like twenty goals, and then leave to go Wolfsburg. Yeah? yeah, they didn't do that. Tammy just had a full season and banged fifteen goals all comps, Champions League and Premiership. Yeah, he can back himself. He's got enough. He's got enough evidence there. No, to the show Bre- the Brainer, I can start. The Brainer was Player of the Year in in Germany, not for one club. He was Player of the Year in Germany, in it. So when it comes down to it, like yeah. a, again, his mindset is, I need to be at a club where I'm playing. That's it, week in week out. Dan, and, but it's different. The, the manager at Chelsea didn't back the Brainer. 
Tammy knows Lampard backs him. I know. I, I get that. He for knows, me, let's wrap up. He knows he'll be getting, getting yeah. chances. Yeah, but my, my, my thing is, is like, so for me, if I'm Tammy, I'm, I, if I'm, if, for me, if they're signing another striker, um, and, and the idea is I play half the games, they play half the games, because what's the point in signing a 100 million striker if they're not going to play? Unless we're playing together. If the mm-hmm. idea is we're sharing a position, I'm out. That's just me. Um, but, but that, go on. But hold on. Yeah. Are you forgetting that what happened was in the season people said, "Oh, Tammy needs a rest." I think Tammy was like, "Oh, yeah." Um, when when that said, "Oh, yeah," it, it can't just be just Tammy. Yeah. The whole point is that the load needs to be shared. Yeah, I hate the that. Load yeah, but needs to be yeah, but Lampard did say that he needs like he looked to Liverpool and he said that it can't be all Tammy in the front line. We need goals from wider players too. Right. So so. Right. Yeah. But also, but then there's also the also the, the fact of the matter is this: Tammy Abraham, really and truly, is he levels? Okay. Level, yeah. Yeah. I know. Level, I'm, level, yeah. That's that's where level, we ended. Also, no, no. Is he also, levels? The fact is, Lampard is backing him. There's a big difference. Lampard is backing him, and despite the fact he's signing another striker, won't change that fact. It won't change the fact. He will still play the games. Yeah, Would he be yeah. the automatic first to- choice? Probably not. Yeah. So, but he's still so, getting back. Yeah, so that's, that's and it's another thing. thing. Imagine if it's a Carling Cup game and Tammy scores a hat-trick. It's not a Mitchy situation. It's Lampard not. It's not, but... Let him play on the weekend. It's not, but... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. He'll get a better deal than Mitchy because obviously... He'll get a fair deal. He'll get... He'll get a, no. Fair deal. Yeah, he'll get a fair deal, but when it comes down to it, is a fair deal good for Tammy? Do you know what I mean? What? Like, of course it is. When I when I say that, I mean like when it comes down to it, is it a better deal than playing every single game at another club or the majority of game at another club? If you can find a, a club at a good level, I'm saying even at Everton or just a mid-table club in any of the big leagues. I, for me personally, I'd rather that at, rather than being a bit part because, like, it's the same with Hudson Odoi. It's the same with all of the other players. I feel like they need time. They need regular games to click on, but. We're going to run mad over time because we still got to talk about the Chelsea versus Barcelona game. Um, Meads, I know you watched half of it. You watched the first half. Alexis, you watched it today. Jermaine, you watched it today. Um, what did you think about I think watching back, I guess let's try and breeze through this, but were there any players you watched back? Well, in fact, tell me about the Alexis. Tell me about the game. What did you think about it? What kind of surprised you? Um, what are your thoughts? It was interesting how quick the game was and how like fit the players were. Usually you hear like sports science made such a big difference in how physical the players are and how fit and they're more sharper. But I thought it was a very good game and like the players were all like it was a very good tactical game, but they were PMP in the middle as well. Like, yeah. So for me, all in all, it was really interesting. It was weird how baggy the t-shirts were. Like, yeah. It's the little things. And they were wearing the, like the surfer necklaces. Figo, yeah, Kaiser, and Rivaldo. You know so what those neck like, those necklaces? All of the Barcelona players were wearing it, and at that point, I think they stopped you wearing rings on your finger. So they'd they'd put on a necklace and then they'd wear the ring on the necklace. That's what those necklaces were about. Um, no, uh, but it, it was a good flashback. Yeah, Jermaine, what, what were your thoughts on the game? Um, some of that football was terrible. <laughs> Jeez, oh, really? Oh, it. My God. When I tell you, yeah, how much I appreciate even the way, like, some of these lower league teams are playing ball. Mm. Like, the ball was flying everywhere. I, like, certain parts of that game, it was like head tennis, bro. 
And I'm not going to lie, obviously, the way we set out with, like, um, the way we had, um, what do you call it, Morris, Petrescu, and, and, uh, and fucking... Wise. Um, wise, just in front of the shop, yeah. Bruv, that was strictly, like, just hack man down. Like, it was mental. It was, it was actually mad. But it was interesting to see, like, um, obviously, Zola play again uh, up, up front with, with Flo, bruv, because... Let me tell you something from now. That that whole game, mm. their man there were different level. Yeah. Different level. Yeah. And that's like as well. Oh. Flo was a million percent underrated in our history. So underrated. A million percent underrated in our history. A million percent. When you he talk was with big strikers, yeah, with, with the touch of an angel, because like, man mm. was just taking it down, holding up the ball. Waiting, I love like, Flo. Standing when to come deep. Oh, mate. This, watching this game, it, it reminded me of my my heroes as a kid. And maybe it means was right to laugh when I call players like Bridget Legend, because like, <laughs> Flo, <scary>. Flo, <laughs> <laughs> Flo, yeah. Do you know what I like about Flo? Like, every single opportunity that he, he chose, like, the more difficult choice. Like, a lot of strikers yeah. now, they get the ball, they'll pass it. Every yeah. single time he got it, he did a moment of magic, and you're thinking, is this going to come off? And it was delightful. It was gangly, but it was still technical. Flow was amazing. Good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, proper sick, man. But Zola, different level. Different. He was literally, I think that night, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. He was the best player on the pitch that night. Yeah. Like, him or, him or Desai, I'd say, were the best players on the pitch that night. Because Desai... Ravado was good, though. Ravado was good. He was good. He was good. He was good. But Zola... Yeah. He was dealing with that back line, bruv. He was... He was Every touch that he got, yeah. And, and when I say the, fo- the football was so poor, some of, like, yeah. most of it, the Bad. football was so poor, that Zola... He, I don't know how he managed to make things look so good. Yeah. Because he wasn't getting that many touches. But when he got it, Trapped it, like just turned man, like fed it to flow and when at the right moments it was just ah oh, mate, but yeah, scary football man, like ball flying all over the gaff. Yeah, yeah. Desai though, if if Desai was ever better than what he was at Chelsea, that is fucking scary, cause. Yeah, Do you know what I forgot about Desai? I remember he was one of the first defenders where the English commentators started to complain that he would leave the defense and go into midfield. And they were complaining in the second half about it. As yeah, well. I remember that. Like growing up, like, and I remember I was like, yeah, this is this is this is new. This is European and shit like that. And I know, like David Luiz, like twenty years later and shit like that, they were still complaining David Luiz about. It. But another thing with Desai that I yeah. like, I was getting the kind of like muscle memory. Everything was coming back, and Desai, like, obviously he'd seen so much. And I remember when Terry came through, like he would coach Terry, and like there was a. There was an aura that Terry had from when he was a young age, like, and I feel like this. I think I see that in Desai, and I think it, he passed it to him, and I think it was like, talk, yeah. yeah, and I think it's kind of shame that Terry didn't really have someone to because it was he was playing with Cahill, so like if only we had like a proper player to t- pass that same torch to, we'd still have that kind of captain because Desai was a rock. I'm talking about when you're talking about Van, um, VVD, you're talking about someone that was amazing at headers. The strength, oh, like the composure, no one's getting past him, bruv. He made uh, Clivert look average. Yeah, no, no, no Clivert is Clivert is average, bro. I'm telling you, there's a there's a certain yeah, number of players. Good player, man. Mad overrated. Mad. What did you What did you guys think of Figo in that game? He was, I was 
Oh, I was dead, bro. I, I, think very, very normal. Overrated, I saw Alexis saying that. I've never rated Fico. I was loving it. Yeah, Alexis, tell me, uh, tell me what you saw because I don't rate him. And I, in that game, I didn't that, see anything that made me like change my mind. It's just every every time he was on the ball, just trying to make something happen. Like him and Rivaldo, they gave the ball away a lot, but it's because it was weird. Every time they got the ball, they went for the jackpot. Mm. which nowadays with statistics and everything and social media, they would be destroyed. And I can imagine like with the analysis, but back then it just looked acceptable. But, but, like, but Alexis, Rivaldo, yeah, no, oh, Rivaldo looked good to me, but, but Figo didn't. Rivaldo looked... Yeah. So uh, what about... Jody Morris looked all right. Uh, Morris was uh, I'm Morris not going to lie. Good, but he put work. No, yeah, yeah. Morris <laughs> put in work. Here's, <laughs> it, here's my thing. Morris, for me... At that point when growing up, because he was an academy player, like I was riding for Morris. Him, I remember there was a left back as well after, because we didn't really have that many academy players coming through. So watching this match back, I just wanted to see him because I know as a kid I really rated him. And I think in this match I was kind of yeah. disappointed because I thought that I thought that he would he be. Yeah, I thought he technically. Was a technical point. Yeah, but I, I think this game, like his job was just tracking Xavi because like you can see the work rate. So- yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, and and the funny thing is, is like I know Joe loves tall players, but the home is like the home. Like we had so many short players. We had Dennis Wise, who, by the way, Dennis Wise was sick. Yeah, we had so many Petrescu. We had. Do you know what? I want to do a shout out to Albert Ferrer because I, I forgot. Listen, God, yeah. Ferrer, yeah, you you were talking about Zola, Ferrer, <laughs> bro. He was mad at the match still. He must have been mad at the match. Yeah, Ferrer, and and like it, it wasn't just that game. Ferrer was good for us, man. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is, bro. He almost reminded me of like a, 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 an old school Ferrer. Bro, I think better, man. I, I think better. And the, the funny thing is, on the other team was Winston Bogard. And obviously, that was before we bought him. But listening to the commentators, we, like, Van Howe sold Ferrer to us to buy Winston Bogard. And it's like, bruv. Like, obviously, Winston Bogard came in after, but, like, Ferrer was... I know he was old at that point, but, bruv, he was sick. <laughs> what did you think about... Quick, quick shout out for Babiaro. That's what I was going to ask you about. What did you think about yeah. Babiaro? Absolute dog shit. Ah, oh, I like Baba Yara, bro. He was a fucking. He looked shaky. He was a fucking fella, bro. Yeah, that's what I like about him. You shouldn't enjoy playing against the left back. Oh, I was there, a full back. And, yeah. Hey, listen, that's why Figo looked good, man. Every time Baba gets the ball, yeah. Oh, yeah, there was. My man's like, gonna do something good and he just falls over. There was... Fucking Bambi. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck's wrong with this guy? Yeah. yeah. But do you know who was shit? Do you know who was shit? And I'd never rated. And I remember I, I got my hopes up because of the name thing. And I know Alexis, you were talking about names in terms of Coutinho before. like, But Deschamps, yeah. I don't. I, I know, like, at yeah. that point, Deschamps is trash, bruv. And I, he was always trash with me. And it's funny because obviously Viali was manager. And we were playing. Don't forget, the McAuley role was only coined in 2003 in this country. But... Deschamps was playing in the front of defence. And he's he's a dirty fouler, but do you know how many careless tackles he was doing? I think he was already on a yellow card. <laughs> and he does some shit tackle. Like, I think he's shit. He was out to break ankles. Yeah, yeah. He literally was trying to break ankles that game. Yeah, yeah man. Last Goliath. 
Yeah, this guy as well that put in the work was um, Mr. Tom, bro. Like he was, he was good that game, bro. I don't yeah. know where he pulled that performance from. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah. I, I, like in yeah. my head, I, I don't know whether he was just underrated or that was just a one good performance. But he was, he was good. Yeah, it's proper. It was a good. It was a good watch, man. It was yeah, a good watch, but yeah. yeah, bring back Zola, innit? So, guys, and you know what? The, the worst thing is like I, I probably, I remember it came to a point where I just wanted Zola dropped when I was growing up. Because yeah. at this point, Good Johnson and Hasselbank, I just wanted them to play. Because they were the dynamic duo. But Ranieri would swap them about. And I'm like, bruv, like Zola's had his time. Just play Good Johnson and Hasselbank. But seeing that game, bruv. And I remember even sometimes I would want him drop. And then he would just drop magic. But like you said, amongst all the mess, amongst all the hoofing. Because Dennis Wise was good. But I'm not going to lie. It would come to him. He'd win the ball. Then he'd chest it down. And he'd just pump it into <laughs> an area, innit? Oh, like, it just pump, it just pump it into <laughs> the area. But Zola would make like it's like Hazard with Alonso behind him. Like Zola would make <laughs> magic out of the at the bullshit, man. But I, look, look, it was it wasn't that long ago. I don't think anyway. But like it still had the Champions League aura. It still had the same kind of designs. The atmosphere, the atmosphere was, was electric. What happened to the atmosphere, bro? The yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird, man. Because like I was I was even listening to the one of the other pods earlier, and they they um they were talking about one of their classic games, and yeah. it was like. It, they were saying they were saying that they had the same reactions. Like yeah. the football, in terms of the football, it's just so poor. Yeah, like it's just mad how we rated. Like, you know, back then you was watching it, and you was thinking, yeah, we played well, whatever. But mm. Jesus Christ, like the football now. But these guys will get these guys will yeah. get run all over the gaff. But the that, moments like, Alexis know... said, Alexis said something about their fitness. But I think in terms of like athletes now, Jesus Christ, these guys yeah. will. Ham these guys, bro. But don't you think it reminded you of the Barcelona game where we won four two? Because on the counter we were shit, and they had most of the game. But counter attack, them, them Slap, finishes yeah. by flow on the counter, bro. It reminded me of that Barcelona four two game because again they had most of the play, but on the counter, like, and we've just had such a rich history against Barcelona. It's crazy. Yeah, it goes back. So yeah, man. people don't realize that like, people say, "Oh, yeah, Chelsea." Not level, bro. They don't know shit. Yeah. Honestly, don't know shit. We've been, we've been there, cuz. We've yeah. been about. 100%. <laughs> yeah, but it's good. We're not going to watch the, the return leg anyway, because we don't need to, innit? Nah, that's trash. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Never <laughs> 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 All right, cool. We'll wrap up there, guys. Um, Yeah, thanks for listening. Obviously, we're going to try and continue. Um, We're definitely going to continue, so we'll be back next week as well. Um, yeah, thanks, for thanks for coming on, guys. <laughs> Why do millions of Americans choose to sleep on Bolin Branch sheets? Is it the 100% organic cotton? Is it that they get softer and softer over time? Customers can't stop raving about these sheets, and there's no better time to try them for yourself or give them to someone you love. Right now, Bolin Branch is offering their best deals of the year, and you can get their incredibly soft sheets at incredibly low prices. Just go to bolinbranch.com to shop their best deals today. That's b o l l and branch.com today. See site for details. Sports Social Podcast Network.